This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. To the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. He doesn't have a dime, but he has a vision. He has high, high hopes. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the seat. Is your dude Icy Robots, and I'm not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week. A bit less week, and this week it is going to get so much less week. We we went to a toy show. I'm going to talk about that. We saw we saw Captain Marvel. I'm going to talk about that. It's going to be great. We're all we're all going to leave this better people than when we started. Let's see. I got a brand new jam from Iceberg here on the road. Here, uh, hold it now. Got it. You are listening to the mother number one, the Funkin' Toys R Us report. Like hot dogs? Oh yeah. How about some kicked up hot dogs? Amazing. And that's the type you're going to get in everything that you make. And when I talk about cleanup, I'll take a damp cloth. Friends, don't miss this. Amazing. Friends, don't miss this. Big shout out to Iceberg13 for putting that together. Dude's been watching crazy amounts of infomercials lately. I I don't know. I I used to be in the infomercials too, way, way back in the back in the fur before before you had like DVRs and stuff and you were younger and you'd wind up like late at night sitting around watching TV or whatever. The the stations were just they were full of these infomercials. I I used to love the one for the Snack Master. I love, I love the cooking ones the most. I love to see these weird cooking gadgets. I, I have a Snack Master, and I still use it today. Well, I didn't use it today, but I have used it this week. All right, uh, dig this. So me and me and the old lady are watching classic videos on MTV. We we have like a season pass to like record a couple episodes of this day, and we'll we'll skim through it, and we. We came across that song by uh, what's her name, Catherine McVie from from Fleetwood Mac. The one uh, it was it was like a number one hit. How does it go? It's like uh, I got a love, I got somebody's love, got a hold on me. And the wife is like, I've never heard that song before. And I go, that's crazy because they play that song on the Wolf. Like that's the station we listen to in the car, one hundred two point seven, the Wolf. They play that song on the Wolf like. All the time, like all, all, all the heckin' time. That song is awful. 
Oh, hey, Iceberg. I didn't, uh, I didn't see you there. Hello. I mean, dude, come on. What, what, uh, what don't you like about it? It's a good tune. It is awful because it is so poppy. Just so light, rock and lame. I only listen to real hip-hop and that song disgusts me. Nah, I feel you there, dude. I used to only listen to real hip-hop too, but the... The problem with that is the real hip-hop was only recorded, like, for, you know, a, a few-year period and stuff, and you, you run out of songs to listen to, and you wind up you wind up listening to, like, uh, Fleetwood Mac's uh, songwriter playing piano or whatever. Where I come from, we call a fool who does let a sellout, plus you got her name wrong. It's Christine, not Catherine. You are such a Mark-type buster. Such a dork. How am I a dork? Cause I got her name wrong. Sorry, I'm not a, sorry, I'm not a scholar of Fleetwood Mac. I mean, I, I don't even know if I've ever heard a whole Fleetwood Mac record. I just know, I just know the songs on the radio, dude. Sorry that, uh, sorry, I don't have your knowledge base on uh, this type of stuff. I have a knowledge base on all of the stuffs. Oh yeah, like what stuffs? Every stuffs that there isn't. I can tell you this, as an expert on everything. That song sucks, you are a lame, and I only represent for the real hip-hop. Oh yeah, word? Like who? Like who? Dudes like Daddio from Stitzer Sonic and the Flatliners. Dude, come on, I mean, Daddio's great, but the, but the Flatliners? Yes, the Flatliners. What did they ever do to, like, get in your brain in that way? They are innovators in the genre of horrorcore rap. Alright dude, this is this is where we're gonna we're gonna kinda like go different paths. Horrorcore rap was while I don't want to use the word crazy whack, it was it was almost crazy whack, and if you ask me, that stuff led to like it led to like the insane clown posse and juggalos and all that stuff. That that's not a legacy I would want to leave to the world. Well considering that you are going to leave no legacy to the world because you are a scrub. I maintain that the Flatliners was the early innovators in scary type raps. Raps that eventually led to dudes wearing clown makeup and rapping about hatchets for millions of dollars on WCW Monday Nitro. I believe that the Flatliners are great and that you, Christine McVie and everyone else that disagrees with me are insane in the membrane. This isn't an argument that I ever thought that I would be making with anyone, but I I think that if you think the Flatliners are greater than Christine McVie and Fleetwood Mac, that you're stone-cold buggin'. You, in fact, are insane in the membrane. Dude, that is it. That is what, dude? That is the final evidence that you have gone soft. Fleetwood Mac is awful. Stevie Nicks sounds like a man who smokes a pack a day when she sings and all of their songs sound the same. To even compare them to the Flatliners is insanity. With that I say, good day to you sir. Alrighty then, with that uh, we are going to head to At The Movies. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? 
Excuse me, miss. Why are you dressed for laser tag? Oh, boy. You guys don't have any clue, do you? I'm here to stop the shapeshifters that are infiltrating your planet. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Captain Marvel. You know you're glowing, right? With a PG-13. Captain Marvel is the latest Marvel flick. It stars Brie Larson as the titular character of the joint Captain Marvel. Also, Sam Jackson makes a return as as Nick Fury. This is this is a tale of back in the day. This is the 90s. So you get a young Nick Fury before before he had an eye patch. The the tale is of course the origin of Captain Marvel. They they always start off with with this kind of thing and it's fine. I guess it works. It's a formula that that has definitely been uh, doing the trick for Marvel as far as as far as getting fans, as far as making snaps. They're they're doing awesome with that. Captain Marvel is one of those Marvel I feel like I'm going to be saying the word Marvel like a million times during this review because you have her name, then you have the name of the company. So this may this may continue to pop up, but I'll I'll do my best to avoid it. She is she's one of those cosmic characters and they they've never really appealed to me in in a big way. I like I like my characters like down to earth. I like gritty sort of street level dudes like Daredevil. Like Iron Fist. I like I like dudes who are punching crooks and stopping crimes and doing stuff. I want a dude that I can relate to on a level as a character, you know, like a Batman stuff. And Captain Marvel's off doing her thing in space, and it's never it's never been my jam. It's a lot of people's jam, and I can definitely I can definitely see the appeal. And there have been like there have been like space stories that I've enjoyed over the years, of course, but I do not necessarily know the the story of like the Kree Scroll War and all that stuff. There are there are scrolls in this movie. Scrolls are shape shifting aliens, and my my main exposure to scrolls has only been like I know that they were after the Fantastic Four all the time because at one point Mister Fantastic turned he turned a scroll into a cow and he left it as a cow for all eternity. So they they hate that dude, and then. There was the whole secret invasion thing that Brian Michael Bendis wrote where it turned out that like every major supergroup in the Marvel universe had been infiltrated by scrolls. There were scrolls in the Avengers, there were scrolls in the Defenders, there were scrolls in Shield, there were scrolls in the superhero community, there were scrolls all over the place. It was it was this giant scroll conspiracy that left you not knowing which of your favorite characters may have been replaced by Skrulls. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's what I know them from. I don't, I don't necessarily know the Kree from anything, except for the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And speaking of that, Lee Pace, who uh, was Ronan, the big bad guy in that, he, he returns in this, as well as uh, Digimon Hansu from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the, he's the cat that you might know from Amistad. He's, he's a good actor. He's, He's back in this. I I said earlier, this explores the the early days, the 90s. This is pre-Avengers. There are like blockbuster videos. There are radio shacks. There's all kinds of all kinds of nostalgic fun stuff like that. And on and on that level, it 
it works really well. The movie, the movie has the flaw that I feel like all these Marvel DC movies has in that they're just too long. It really, it really did feel like maybe, maybe like 20 minutes too, too long to me, but there are parts of this movie that are highly, highly enjoyable. The scenes where, the scenes where Brie Larson and Sam Jackson are together doing things like it's a, like it's a buddy cop flick or just, they're just awesome because Brie Larson, she's a delight. She has a lot of charisma. She seems like a very charming gal and Sam Jackson, he's Sam Jackson, you know, he's the coolest cat there is. When you put, when you put the two of them together, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's also neat to see a, a younger Nick Fury that he's, he does not really know what's going on. The Nick Fury that we know from the the later Marvel films, he he has his finger on the pulse of everything. He's bad to the bone. He knows it all. This guy, this guy has just discovered that there's life in outer space. He's just discovered there's aliens, and he's he's doing his best to take it all in stride. But you can see the you can see the mystery and the wonder in his eyes, and that's that's a lot of fun. I I like Brie Larson. I've been down with her for a long time. The the old wife and I used to watch, uh, what was that show on Showtime called? The one, the one where she had schizophrenia. At any, at any rate, we used to watch her on that, and it's been cool to kind of see her, like, progress through the, through the various stages in her career where, where it all ended up, where she's the first Marvel female to headline a movie. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's like, you pick somebody when they're a rookie, and they wind up in the Hall of Fame, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. It's good, man. Makes me feel... Makes me feel like a genius. United States of Terror. That was the name of the show. It was her and Tony Collette. Tony Collette was her mom, and she had she had schizophrenia, and it was a tale of like Brie Larson and her brother trying to make it through with the mom who has like a million million different personalities. This is like TV schizophrenia, where there are like all these different, very defined characters. Like one day she's this person, next day she's this person. It was it was kind of goofy, but it. It was a nice showcase of uh, what Brie Larson was was one day going to be. I I did like this movie. I thought the good parts of it were really good. I think there was just there was a lot of a lot of parts like whereas in the run of the mill superhero movie the the bad stuff seems to be at the end, like the final battle goes on for for all eternity. This this kind of started off kind of. Not really grabbing my attention, but as it went along, once she gets to Earth in the 90s, then, then everything starts to flow. Of course, you do have that third act that does, that does drag on for a bit. But the movie, the movie's fun. You have two, two real charming personalities at the center of it, and they, and they carry it. When, when this was weird, when we were getting up to go, this was after the bonus scene. They, there was one, I don't know if there were two because I left, but there was one. There was one bonus scene that I was pretty fun. If you go see the movie, I recommend hanging out to hanging out to see it. But after after that, this this guy jumped up and he goes, "Oh, they've done it. They've ruined Marvel. This Me Too feminist movement. They've done it. They've ruined Marvel." And he he stomped out. And I I have to say, I do not understand why anybody would have a beef with a female hero in a movie. I. I think that's the goofiest thing that there is. I, I've been raised around female heroes. We all have. There's always been Batgirl. There's always been Wonder Woman. You always knew that Wonder Woman was one of the most powerful ones there was. And Princess Leia, Princess Leia is amazing. She never missed a shot when she shot. There are characters all over the place that, that have filled our, filled our minds with like a, like a love of female heroes. And I, I don't get it why some people are just, 
just thinking this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I I know not why people have this odd bigotry. Let's let's see what else. I think I think that really might be all there is to say. This is the first big movie of the year and I I dug it. I thought it was fine. I would I would see it again on like cable or maybe on Blu-ray or something. It's it's pretty cool though. Wife enjoyed it, the kid enjoyed it. We all had a good time. There was a it was a sellout at the theater. We went on a Saturday night, which we hardly ever do. Usually we go Monday mornings or Sunday mornings. But we had we had to go to the toy show on Sunday, so we had to see Captain Marvel on Saturday. It was a it was a very geeky weekend, so that was that's always fun. So on the good old fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all time classic, I am going to give Captain Marvel a solid three mics. Because of the two 30-minute special programs which follow, the Waltons will not be presented tonight. This past week, no dude, I see robots took a drive and went to a toy show. He had a good time. I had, I had a pretty good time. I didn't have, I didn't have an amazing time, which is, which is a bummer. The show that I went to is a show that is known as the Sack Toy Con. Sack, Sack being short for Sacramento. I have been to this show, I don't know, like a million billion times. It is at a, it's at a Mason building or something. The, the Scottish Rites Temple. It's in the Scottish Rites Temple in in the capital of the Golden State, Sacramento. It's a, it's a smaller show. It is not a wonder con or a comic con. It is not even, it's not even a Santa Rosa comic con, but it is, it's a toy show. It's a pure toy show. There are, there are some comics and there are some other things, but it is, it is jam packed with toys. I saw toys of all sorts, vintage toys like He-Mans and Masters of the Universes and like Strawberry the Shortcakes. Even, and then I saw, like, I saw new toys, like, Dorbs. I saw 995 million different pop vinyls. Man, pop vinyls are, they're like weeds, man. They just pop up all over the place. There are pop vinyls at toy shows. There are pop vinyls at comic shows. There are pop vinyls at anime shows. There are pop vinyls at the supermarket. There are pop vinyls at the drugstore. There are pop vinyls everywhere. I've seen pop vinyls at the gas station, man. I, I myself... I don't like the pop aesthetic. I know a lot of people do, and I think that's that's fine, man. Whatever you like, you like, you know. But uh, they these things are like they're like weeds. They just pop, 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 pop. Maybe that's what the maybe that's what the pop is short for. Maybe it's like they pop up. I always thought it was like pop, like pop culture, like popular. But what if it's like pop, 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 pop? They pop up. <laughs> but uh, I've I've been a uh, thanks for dropping that uh, drum beat in there, Emily. I I appreciate that. Emily's in the booth. Hitting us up with the uh, production and effects and stuff. But I, like I said, I've been going to this show for a long time. Sometimes, sometimes it's like really great. I have found a lot of, a lot of neat stuff over the years there. I found a carded, a carded Mego Hulk for, I think I paid 30 bucks. Maybe like five or six years ago, I found Mighty Crusaders. I found all kinds of, all kinds of fun stuff. But this year... 
outside of the one G.I. Joe dude that I frequent, I I didn't find the level of stuff that I that I wanted. I also I also fully expected to see the see the new Migos there, the the Wave 4 with Freddy Krueger and all that stuff, because I've seen on the Mego forum that those have delivered to shops and stuff, and I, I figured that at least a couple of these, of these vendors here would have ordered some, but I did not, I did not see nary a one. As far as new Migos, I only, I saw one Muhammad Ali, and I saw one dude had a vintage action Jackson paired up with a, with a new action Jackson. He was selling those, he was selling those as a pair, but outside of that, I didn't see a lot of Mego in the house. I saw a, I saw a Mego Aquaman. Somebody had it in the, in the case at the front of his stuff, and I was gonna, I was gonna ask about it because it's kind of a, kind of a charming figure with that, with that dopey face and that blonde hair and the, the orange and all that stuff. He's, he's a nice looking doll, but the, the guy who had the booth was sitting there and he was railing against the. Against the Last Jedi, the the last of the Star Wars movies. Sure, it wasn't the best of all the Star Wars movies. It's it's greatly flawed. It had a few fun scenes and stuff. I I by no means hated it, but I I hardly think about it this far past it being out. It does it crosses my mind every once in a while if I see one of my one of my Ray action figures from the movie and stuff. But I I've let it go. It wasn't the greatest of all times, but I did I did have fun with some of the scenes. But this guy. He was going off about how, about how bad it was, like, very angrily, very aggressively, so I, I did not, I did not ask about the Aquaman, it probably would have been too high, anyway, this guy, this guy didn't seem like the kind of guy who, uh, cuts deals and wants to work with you, man, he, he had a lot of vitriol for this movie, like this, like this movie ruined his life, I, I mean, what, the absolute worst thing that it is, is you did not like it at all, and you wasted a couple hours watching it. That's not even, that's not even a big deal. You should, you should get past it. Especially, especially like years later. But, uh, anyway, I, I had a good time. Don't take this to say that I didn't have, that I didn't have a good time. But I did think that other years of the show, they, there's no real super nice way to say it. But in the past years, the, the show has been of a higher caliber than this show. Usually the guests do panels, they, not necessarily, like, every guest, but they do have at least, like, one or two panels. Last year, when I went, I saw the, I saw the guy who did the voice of Grimlock on the, on the Transformers. In years past, I've seen Greg Grunberg, I saw Will Wheaton, I saw Sergeant Slaughter did a panel with the Bushwhackers, and what's, what's neat about it is it's not the biggest building in the world. It's, it's what you would expect out of, like, a mason building or an elk lodge or something like that. It's not as big, it's not as big as a veteran's building. It's, it's like a small building where a group, a group would meet and they have an auditorium. And they use some of the, some of the side rooms to do these panels. And they are not big at all. I have been in, like, a small room with Will Wheaton one time. And it was... It's weird. You're very close together with dudes you've seen on TV. It was weird. I was in this, I was in this not so big room with me, maybe 15 other people, and the bushwhackers, and they're they're acting like normal dudes, giving giving answers to all kinds of random questions people are asking. It's it's a lot of fun, and I fully expected this year when I went that the 
that the two keynote guests at the show, Keon Young, who you might know as he was Wu on Deadwood, he also did he did the voice of Storm Shadow on the G.I. Joe cartoons. That's that's what they were headlining him as here. And also, I cannot think of the chap's name, but the dude who did the voice of Dr. Mindbender on G.I. Joe. They were they were both there and neither one did a panel, so I was I was bummed out about that. I imagine it's some kind of a contract issue. They maybe they wanted a bit more than the promoters wanted to pay. I know not, but I I was looking forward to that potential. Also, they often play music during the show and there was there was nothing like that and they really really brought the atmosphere down a bit, you know, not not all the way down, but having the fun music and stuff does does definitely bring it up. I I had a good time though. It's always great to look at toys. I'm I'm only nitpicking, but uh it was fun, but it's been it's been more fun in the past. When when we came in, when we walked in the door, we saw uh Keon Young eating eating a giant submarine sandwich. He had like he had like this foot long hoagie and he was macking down on it. Nothing Nothing takes away the allure of somebody as a superstar than seeing them eat something. One time, we went to this MMA show at the fairgrounds. I, I've gone to see live MMA a few times. It's very violent. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is, it is kind of fun. And one of the times we went and I saw MMA superstar Kung Lee eating a corn dog. And that was... That was weird. He was just standing there. He was just standing there with uh, Gilbert uh, Melendez, and he had a corn dog. And Melendez had he had some popcorn there. They're just normal dudes. But seeing him with this sandwich, it kind of immediately took the uh, took the bloom off the rose, as it were. Which is which is sad because we all eat. I eat hoagies from time to time. I love a I love a Togos. I love a Lazinis. But uh, anywho, I I also kind of went by his booth a couple times, and he didn't. He didn't look like ecstatic to be there. Maybe, maybe he's just one of those dudes who has a face that doesn't really show enthusiasm. I myself, I also suffer from that. People often ask me, why do you look so grouchy? And I'm like, I'm not grouchy, I'm just sitting here. And some people have that, they have like a very happy resting face, like a very content resting face. I, I think I'm always thinking about stuff. And I often have a furrowed brow. brow. Maybe, maybe that's how Ki Young Young was. But he... He looked like he had a furrowed brow for most of the time he was sitting there. Dr. Mindbender, on the other hand, though, he was out and about and in the show. He walked past me, like, a couple times. I'm looking at toys and stuff, and he went by a couple times just just looking at stuff, checking things out. And I heard him say, hey, uh, I'm Dr. Mindbender. You know, I'm Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool. He's just walking around thinking, I'm in my element. These people think it's great that I'm Dr. Mindbender. I'm going to have a fun time. Because where, where do you go? In your day-to-day life where you can say to people, I was the voice of Dr. Mindbender. And they're they're going to flip their lid. Like, they're going to have their mind blown. Sure, people will think that's cool, but this is the place you're going to go where people are going to be like, holy snap, it's Dr. Mindbender. So, he was enjoying that. I saw him posing with uh, groups of cosplayers and stuff. So, he he seemed like a nice guy. He definitely seemed like he was having a real good time there. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. We got another one of these PSA, the government's government's breathing down my back to play these i think it's gonna save you guys so let me uh let me pop this in real quick and then we'll be right back i'll talk about what i got and then we'll then we'll get out of here with this 
want to paint your name? Uh, no thanks. What are you, a sissy? Prove you're not or we'll tell everybody. I just don't feel right about it. Right on. Flint! It's hard not to follow the crowd, but sometimes that path is just a dead end. I knew I was right. Yeah, I'm with you. Me too. Remember, listen to yourself. Because I know what's best for me. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! All right, we are back. First of all, that was weird when Flint said right on. And then second of all, it's cool to listen to yourself and all that stuff, but only... Only if you have some kind of, like, basic understanding of ethical behavior. If you're, if you're a rotten apple, if you're a bad egg, don't listen to yourself, man. Try to think, what would Captain America do? If you're faced with some kind of an ethical decision, say, what would Captain America do? And whatever Cap would do, that's what you should do. Let's, let's go over what I got at the show. And excuse me, I'm gonna have to roll my chair over here. Do you... Do you hear that? Do you hear that beeping? I, I gotta go over here and grab the stuff that I purchased at the, at the show. First off, I got a couple Star Warses. I'm not the, I'm not the biggest collector of Star Wars' figures that there's ever been, but I, I do pick them up if I see them at like, at like a fair price. And some guy there had three loose figures for $10, and I was able to like, I was able to dig through his bins, and I pulled out Nian Numb. Is that the guy's name? The the weird-looking guy with the gray face in... I think it's in Return. He flies with Lando in the, in the Millennium Falcon. He is... He's still around. And then I also got Han Solo. I got a big head Han Solo. I... And then... Then I got uh, the one that I covet the most of the three. I got... I got Admiral Akbar. I I've wanted this figure for a while. He's a he's a favorite background character. Background character of mine. Let me let me reach over. I also got a trio of G.I. Joes. I I'm pretty stoked on all three of these. I got the I got the dog handler, codename Mutt, and he's he's complete. He's in a he's in a plastic baggie with his file card and I I really love this figure. I have not yet, I have not yet opened them. I was gonna, I was gonna wait to do it on the show. There is, there's his muzzle. There is his dog. What is fun about this is that the, the human wears the muzzle, not the dog. There is, man, it's all in here. And it's so, it's so neat. I've wanted this guy for a while. He comes with a lot of, a lot of different pieces. So he's hard He's hard to come up on. I got him for $12. I I also got Lowlight. Lowlight's one of my faves. He is the he's the night spotter. He's like a he's like a low-light sniper and he has a he has like a sniper rifle with a tripod and a backpack. He he also came with the with the file card. I have him I have him carded up on the wall, but I do not I do not have a loose one. He is one that I distinctly remember having as a youth, so I was, I was happy to get him, he also, he also cost, uh, $12, and then, the one that I am happiest about, this is one that I've needed for a while, I, I don't know if you're following it, but I, I've been trying to get put together a set of the 1982 straight arm figures, and one of them that I needed was the, was the Cobra Soldier, and I, I got him, he, he came with his entire file card and his rifle. So he's 
he's about as complete as you can get. His his insignia on the front is in nice shape. I paid thirty dollars. It was more than I wanted, but I I've needed to check this figure off my list, and now now I can do so. I bought all three of these from the same guy, and it was the same guy that I bought GI Joe stuff from at the at the Santa Rosa Toy Con, and I I mentioned that to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you live." You live over there? And I said, I do. I live in Santa Rosa. And he said, well, I I live in Petaluma. Let me give you my number. If you ever need any Joe stuff, just give me a call. So now, now I have a, I got a, I got a G.I. Joe hookup. How awesome is that? So that did come from the show. So the show overall, I consider it a, I consider it a success. The kid went with, she bought a couple plushies. The wife went with, she bought two Two strawberry shortcakes. She collects strawberry shortcakes. She's she's a nice lady because she knew that I was interested in toys. And she knew that I was going to be going to a lot of toy shows. Which meant she was probably going to be going to a lot of toy shows too. So she decided, I'm just going to go with it. I'll collect strawberry shortcakes. So she picks up pieces of clothes here and there. And it's, it's all fun, man. It's better to just go with the flow than to go against the flow. This is a, this is a good example of that. Overall, SatCon... Pretty fun. I would give it a, I'll give it a C plus. Three, three mics. I'll give the show a good, on the good old fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all time classic. I am going to give SatCon 2019 a solid three mics, I guess. Three mics. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me, and we are back for what is, what is the final segment of the show? I got a, I got a few things to talk about. Let's start off, we got a voicemail, and we got a, we got a couple of text messages. Let's, let's start with the text messages. That's, that's a little bit, uh, easier. Let me, let me find them. I got them printed out around here somewhere. I, I don't know where I put it. I, I printed it out. I, I have like this dot matrix gimmick printer down here and it usually oh here it is I got it got it right here the the first one says hi ISR I enjoyed the cat story calling her the beast laugh out loud it's an old nickname of mine it's Gabe this is this is from Gabe the patron Gabe I appreciate that the the beast is a funny name for her because it's like it's the opposite of what she is she's very small she's very sickly but uh she thinks she's a beast, so she has that going for her. Let's see. We got we got another one here. This one, I, I'm not sure who this is from. It is it is left unsigned. It says, just wondering how that library thing you set up is going. Thanks a lot. I, I think he's talking about the small library, the uh, small free library I put out in front of the house. I, I talked about this a few episodes back. It's going pretty good. We... We put it out right before we got hit with like a bunch of, like a bunch of storms. So foot traffic has been, it's been pretty low in front of the earth base. But things are starting to pick up. The weather, 
the weather's taking a turn, and I've seen a few people, I've seen people looking in there, the other day I saw a lady, um, she had like a stroller, and she stopped with her baby, and they, they looked at some stuff, she leaned on it for a while, read a magazine, I think, I think when things turn around, it's gonna start, it's gonna start doing well, I, I have some cool stuff in there right now, I have a stack of mad magazines from the, from the early 2000s, I got some CDs, I got a bunch of comics. I have this, I have like this 20 issue run of Animal Man, the Grant Morrison Animal Man that I, that I grabbed from the flea market just waiting for somebody to, to grab those. I got a Green Lantern graphic novel, a Flash graphic novel, I got a bunch of DVDs, the, the entire series of The Tick on DVD is out there, The Office, the entire British office. These are, I got these from the dig. They cost like 50 cents. I got season one of Veronica Mars. Clerks is out there. A uh, collector's edition of uh, Clerks. It's, it's a pretty fun thing, man. I, I enjoy cultivating it. I'm having a good time putting stuff out there. I'm having a good time finding stuff. I hope that, I hope that it starts helping the, uh, the neighborhood people around my, uh, my street get a, get a bit more literate. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. And, uh, let's see, we got, we got a voicemail. If you want to call in, you can feel free to do so anytime. It's 707-532-JAMS or 707-532-5267. You can shoot us a text. You can shoot us a voicemail. You can do, you can do whatever you please, man. I, I appreciate any and all feedback. We got, we got a voicemail from our dude, Engineer Nerd on the tweets. That's at Engineer Nerd on the tweets. Let's uh, let's hear what he has to say. Hey, I see robots. Engineer Nerd here. Hey, I I, I, I journeyed down under the sea to come come visit you at work, and um, turns out you're on vacation. They they told me once I got down there. Um, so I've been in a decompression chamber for like a week now because there was some kind of problem going up. So. And the Benz, yeah, that, that's not an art uh, action figure disease, I found out. Um, but anyway, um, I wanted to ask you a question. So, your, your beloved Santa Rosa is being attacked by kaiju. Who do you call to fight a giant kaiju? I thought of this when I was coming up in the sub. They had all sorts of giant fish swimming by. And uh, what would you call? Would you call, uh, would you call in, a, like, an Ultraman, you know, something on the same scale to fight him? Or... Hey, I see robot. Would you call him some kind of superhero team? The only stipulation I have is, um, you can't call 89 Batman because, uh, you don't live in Gotham City. So, talk to you soon. Bye. E-Nerd, thank you for that. You can find him at Engineer Nerd on the tweets. That's, that's a good question. I gotta, I gotta put a little thought into that. Seeing as how Santa Rosa is the home of Charles Schultz, and the home of Snoopy, I would, I would send out a Snoopy on top of a doghouse, pretending that it was a, a Sopwith camel or something. Nah, I, uh, this is what I think. I think that the most important thing to factor in would be you want to try to keep destruction to a minimum because when you, when you watch one of these movies with, like, Super Beast, things get destroyed and having a, Having had part of Santa Rosa damaged, destroyed in a in a wildfire a few years back, we we see firsthand how long it takes for for things to go back to normal. So what I want to do is I want to try to keep destruction to a minimum. And I think I think that in 
in the spirit of that, I would probably send in the classic Justice League of America lineup. I don't know if there has ever been a more powerful super team than the JLA. You got Superman, you got Wonder Woman, you got Batman, you got the Flash, you got the Green Lantern, you got like the Green Arrow and Hawkman. I don't know what they would do against the Kaiju, but you get the idea. I I think that the hope would be that ideally Superman can just like straight up lift up this monstrous beast and take it somewhere else that might be more appropriate for a super battle like, for example, the desert or some kind of like alkali flat. I don't know. Some place where people are not and they can they can team up and womp on them over there. I I would see like soups and Wonder Woman and like Green Lantern like really giving it to them. These beasts are like they're monstrous. They're gigantic and sometimes they have laser eyes or whatever, but when compared to the power of like Superman's punch Wonder Woman's kicks, things like that. I I don't know how long it would survive. The the idea though is to keep property damage and damage to lives at a minimum. So hopefully they can hopefully they can move it away. I I like that. That was a good question. If you feel like you want to call in, you could do so. 707-532-JAMS-5267. You can do so day or night. 707-532-JAMS. Let's see. I got a I got my note card where I talk about my notes and stuff. This this past week, the VCR that I used down on the Earth base to to like to like copy commercials onto YouTube and stuff. If you listen, if you listen to the patron only show, the POS, which you can get down with for as little as a dollar a month over at supportthereport.com. If you listen to that show, it it seems like I'm doing that all the time. I I do do it a lot. I spend a lot of time in the garage when I when I get a little free time. It doesn't take very long to like copy down some commercials. I I then transfer them to YouTube at IC Robots Television. Go there, go there and search for that. If you're not, if you're not subscribed over there, please, please do so. IC Robots Television. But the the VCR that I used to do that went uh, went kaput. Smoke came out of the motor. It was it was a whole thing. So we had to go out and get another one. And usually the spot if you need a VCR is the Goodwill. They they sell them for five dollars a pop. And a lot of times you can find the control the the control is never guaranteed. It's never guaranteed that they're gonna that they're gonna work. So it's always a good idea to try to find an outlet, plug it in, and see see what you get. Maybe put a tape in it just to just to see. But we we hit up like Goodwill after Goodwill after Goodwill, and I could not find a I could not find a VCR anywhere, which was which was super weird. And what was even weirder, and I don't know what was up with this. And I am not exaggerating in any way when I say we went to like six Goodwills. Two Crossing the Jordans and a Mission Thrift. And there's a thrift here in town that supports the animal shelter. We went to that. We went to the thrift that supports Sutter Hospital. We we went to them all, right? And what was what was weird is that in each and every one, there were like at least a dozen Sabine Wren dolls. I don't I don't remember what the name of the doll line is. They are similar to a uh, Barbie in stature, and they made Sabine, they made Jen Urso, they made all all the all the gals in the Star Wars universe. And they had them, they had them in the Star Wars aisle over at the uh, Toys R Us. But I have this doll. I have this doll myself. I have Sabine. I have Jen Urso. I have Ray. I I think they're pretty fun. But what was weird was there was like a dozen of them in every store that I went to. We 
we went to the one Goodwill over by Joe Video. We stopped in Joe Video, looked around, rented a movie. It's uh, it's called Damsel. Stars Rob Pattison. It's uh, it's a western. I haven't watched it yet. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I think. But we went to the Goodwill over there, and they had. I am not exaggerating in any way. At least fifty of these Sabines. They they roll out the new merchandise on these big plastic carts, right? And the whole. The whole thing was full of Sabines, a mountain of Sabines. I wish I never, wish I never would have bought one. I could have got one for like six ninety nine, but then who cares? It was only, I think it was only like ten ninety nine in the in the first place. I wonder if these are like Toys R Us leftovers. I have, I have no idea. I swear to you, though, I must have seen 200, 200 of these Sabine dolls over the over the course of the day. But it all ended well. We did. We did end up finding a VCR at the Crossing the Jordan. There's a Crossing the Jordan across the street from the what used to be Longs on 4th Street. And this used to be this used to be the video store that we went to when I first when I first moved to Santa Rosa back in 1983. This was I cannot I cannot remember the name of the store. I've tried. It was a long 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 time ago. And then even after that it was this place called Alpha Electronics. But now now it's a crossing the Jordan, and it's always a trip to go in there because it's still it's still the video store building, and I do get I do get like a little bit of nostalgia being there. But they they have like this whole downstairs area, and down there we we ended up finding like ten VCRs all all stacked up. So I got one. I actually bought three. They were only four dollars each, so I bought three the three with controls just to have a just to have a couple backups. You never know, man. I. I do enjoy burning those commercials, ripping them rather over, over at YouTube. And if that was like suddenly taken from my life, I would, I'd be bummed out, man. I don't know what else I would uh, do with that time. Let's see what else. I, I don't know. I think we're gonna get up out of here. Make sure, make sure to hit us up over on Patreon. You can find that at supportthereport.com. Anything, anything helps, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can get down to all kinds of. All kinds of patron-only shows. We just we just dropped episode number six of the POS. It was a ton of fun. I love that show so much. It's it's turning out to be harder to make than I thought, but I I love it. I think that show is so much fun. The POS over on Patreon. You can get down with that for as little as a dollar a month. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up out of here. So for me, Iceberg, Emily, everybody all over the world. This has been episode number 188, Sack Toy Con 2019. If you don't know, I know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener supported in day If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Hey, I got a ring up here too. Mine says love. Think about that. Everybody love everybody! Amazing! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California.